a whole lot of them just going for my microphone. Look yeah. at them. <laughs> I'm at a farm in the northwest of Fiji's main island, an hour outside Nandi. The farmer here watches on as his beehives are inspected and tested. And I'm quickly learning that Fiji's bees hold a grudge. Despite this abject aggression towards me, these bees sometimes miss the real pests. If left unchecked, they would decimate a hive. A representative from Fiji's Biosecurity Authority is here, looking for signs of an outbreak that could destroy years of work establishing these hives. If it is early stage, we cannot see them. We have to pull out some of the drone cells. Then if it is a severe stage, then we can see the mites are infesting the worker bees as well. As the honey-collecting frames are slid out of the artificial hives and scrutinised for signs of this pest, the bees defend their territory from my recording device. Although an encounter with Fiji's aggressive bees is new to me, this is just another day of work for Fiji Biosecurity's bee man, Dr Milan Bandara. Good morning, I'm Bandar. My position in biosecurity is a veterinarian for National Animal Disease Surveillance. Dr Bandara is originally from Sri Lanka and trained as a veterinarian. When he moved to Fiji to take that job in animal disease surveillance in 2018, he imagined working with big farm animals, border security, maybe the odd domestic animal moving country. What he didn't imagine was working with bees. Although being a bee man might sound like fun, it's a job he was thrust into at a time when the stakes were high for the country's hives. He was given the job of trying to protect the country's bees, honey industry, and the vital pollination services they provide from the deadly bee-killing pest, varroa mite. When I entered Fiji, we found varroa mite. That's where I start my work on bees, so that's how I was called bee man. The year Dr Bandara moved to Fiji to start his job is the same year varroa mite was first detected here. It threatened to overwhelm the country's bees, which were already battling other introduced pests and diseases. This tiny mite had the potential to decimate a species crucial to keeping the country's agricultural crops and plants healthy and productive, and to destroy an emerging honey industry that was just finding its feet. Last year, we found a lot of hives have collapsed all of a sudden because of the higher number of mites. It is really sad. As this is still new, farmers are still finding it hard. Hey, this is Pacific Scientific, a show about scientists living and working across the Pacific, from ships to shorelines and from highlands to hives. I'm Carl Smith. And today, suit up for a hunt through the hives of Fiji, looking for parasites, bugs and pests, including the notorious bee killer Varroa mite to see how one nation is working to contain, control, and fight back. The farm we're visiting today sits on a hilltop, perched above a bay. It's filled with orchards of fruit trees, and between them, you can spot a chain of islands stretching out towards the horizon. We are in the Momi area, Momi Bay, a well-known beach and kind of a tourist destination. And we still have glimpses of the ocean, yes. even though we're a little way inland. Mm-hmm. And we're on quite a big farming property. I saw banana plantations, avocados, I think, yeah, and, and some mangoes. small plots and mangoes, yeah. yeah. 
So that's kind of a common scenario in Fiji, like they have crops as well as some livestock. Our guide today, Dr Milan Bandara, says despite the tranquil setting, inspections like this can be confronting. If he finds an infection or a pest running rampant among the bees on this farm, all the hives here could be lost, years' worth of work destroyed. And the lush, healthy orchards could suffer without vital pollinators to help turn flowers into fruit. And this looks like the owner, so yeah. let's say hi. <laughs> Bula. Bandara, nice to meet you. Hey, foy. Nice to meet you. Foy has put a lot of effort into establishing a few stacks of hives here and learning how to keep his bees happy and healthy. Like many beekeepers in Fiji, he has a small hobbyist set up and he doesn't consider himself a professional beekeeper yet. Well, this is actually my dad's farm. I'm just looking after it while he's away. I'm pretty much learning as I go along. We just uh, have a quick look of the beehives. Sure. And if anything, we'll let you know. <laughs> Excellent. Sounds good. No Sounds good. Increasingly, Fiji's farmers supplement their incomes with small stacks of hives like this. An added bonus is the way they boost production of flowering crops in the area. But this means many Fijian farmers come into beekeeping with little training or knowledge of pest management. Dr. Bandara guides a national team of biosecurity officers who visit farmers to help with this training and regular surveillance. Foy wanders off to grab his protective beekeeper suit. Might meet you guys down there, but I got my smoker, hive tools. And we kit up as well. I think we have a bee suit for you as well. As we're zipping up our suits, Dr. Bandara warns me to check for any gaps where a bee might slip inside. He says the bees I've met in Australia aren't nearly as cranky or ferocious as the ones we're seeing today. So we have a full bee suit. In Australia, the majority are working only on the top jacket. And he says we'll have to be careful and move calmly today because we won't be able to wear the regular protective beekeeper's gloves on this visit. As he travels between hives searching for pests and diseases, he doesn't want to inadvertently spread any of them which means we'll only have thin but sterile plastic gloves today. You can discard once you finish. This one basically we introduced because of American fowlbird. It's a bacterial disease. It can be spread through the contaminations. While we get ready, Dr Bandara tells me more about the country's bees and the pests and diseases they're fighting. Bees here are descended from the European honeybee, Apis mellifera, but they're a bit more genetically mixed and aggressive than purebred strains elsewhere. Like in many nations, Fiji's bees are battling a range of pests and diseases. One major threat is American fowl brood. This bacteria infects hives, decimating populations. It's got devastating disease in the industry. So it's kind of challenging to remove the disease as well as the disease doesn't have treatments yet. The bacteria kills the brood or larvae in the hive and it is extremely hard to get rid of because it releases spores that can linger for decades. The other more recent threat here is varroa mite. These tiny parasites cling to bees, feeding on them. Just imagine a giant, unshakable tick. The mites slowly weaken the bees and often transmit viruses from colony to colony. Varroa mite is a major contributor to the shocking bee population collapses seen in Europe, the US and elsewhere in recent years. And it's been insidiously finding its way into the few remaining mite-free countries, including Australia, which had managed to keep it out until just last year. When varroa mite was found in Fiji in 2018, traceback analysis showed it had already been spreading undetected for some time. 
so there was no opportunity to destroy the pest completely. Instead, Fiji's farmers now have to live with it. Today at Foy's Hives, Dr Bandara will have his eyes peeled for any signs of either Varroa or American fowl brood. He'll be testing and treating these hives to stop either pest from overwhelming the colonies here. But that means getting in close and running the gauntlet. Prepared for battle with our new puffy protective outfits, they also get a smoker ready. As soon as we're giving smoke, bees become calm, so it's easier to work with the bees. Dr Bandara also pulls out a metal tool to help him pry open the hives and some disease testing kits. And field test kits, so this one can confirm the presence of American power book. With everyone ready for battle, we make our way down the hill towards a little shady patch of trees at the edge of the property. It can be ridiculously hot in these things over here. <laughs> The first thing Dr Bandara does at an inspection is hang back to make sure bees are regularly coming in and out of the hives. You can see outside the bees are moving, eh? mm-hmm. that means a healthy uh, colony. Eh? The other times, if we go to the colony, sometimes we can see like a massive uh, number of bees are dead close to the outside the colony, so that's indicating some kind of poisoning or maybe a disease situation. Yeah, we can see five double colonies and one uh, triple colony. Eh? With Foy puffing his smoker, Dr Bandara gently opens up the first hive, a little white box. He pries out one of the honey-collecting frames lined up within, and we see rows and rows of cells, some filled with little unhatched bees and adult drones tending to them. Immediately, they spot something. A wax moth. These moths infiltrate hives and lay eggs inside. Foy says he's been trying to keep them out of his colonies for a while. I caught the last one just in time and I got in. I just killed all the uh, larvae in there. Dr Bandara says if you don't catch them before they lay eggs, the larvae will hatch and start feasting. The maggots come up and they will eat honey and the pollen in the beehive. Thankfully, these bugs are pretty easy to deal with as long as keepers are inspecting hives regularly. As Dr Bandara pops out the next frame in this box, you'd think the bees would be worried about the guys with big metal implements tearing stuff out of the hives, but instead, the bees have another target, me. And so the bees are buzzing around us now <laughs> as you're opening up the hive. And a few of them are trying to attack my microphone here. Yeah, they will get uh, aggressive. So if we do the inspection every week, every twice a week, then they start become usual with our, the manipulations. They used to be a lot wilder. So, so. They're slowly getting better. Despite that, they're still dive-bombing me. Dr Bandara pries out another frame and spots something unusual. It looks like that wax moth from earlier was able to lay some eggs in here. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is the sign of wax moth. When we pull out, we can see the wax moth larvae is coming out. It's a white cocoon in amongst the yellowish brood of baby bees. He prods it with a tool and a little worm wriggles out of the cell. If we didn't found it this stage, they will multiply. Yeah, if left unchecked, they would decimate a hive. So I've lost four before I've started to work out what to do. Wax moth infestation can be a sign of an unhealthy or stressed colony. So Dr Bandara carefully examines the frame. Then he opens up the next hive. The bees aren't really into it. A whole lot of them just going for my microphone. Look at them. (laughs) They're really going after it. Despite the puffing smoke and despite everyone moving slowly and calmly, 
they've started to swarm me. <laughs> I have a, like a fluffy windproof sock that goes over the microphone. Yeah, I think they like to eat. They're, um, they're all over it, so I've just taken that off for now. <laughs> <laughs> the bees are still circling and it's hot inside the thick suits. I'm starting to hope all these zips are done up and I'm increasingly worried about the bees climbing all over my thin gloves. Any real horror stories where you've had a lot of bees get into the suit, for example? Yeah, yeah, because uh, sometimes we not checking all the things before we come in. I had a few situations, like we had a few uh, stings around the face. But, <laughs> but all of Dr Bandara's attention is on the frames he's pulling out. He's checking every row. So that's where we can find abnormalities in the colonies. We can find wax mouth, varroa mite sometimes, as well as the American fowl boot. And what are you looking for as you're pulling out these frames oh, and inspecting and, and moving stuff around in there? The first thing, we check the queen, whether it's uh, in the frame or not. If not, then we start to see the, the brood patterns. This is where the babies are growing. On this frame, all the larvae are the same yellowish colour and they're all being tended to by the worker bees. This pattern is like a healthy pattern. We head over to the next hive and the bees still don't consider me a friend. Got uh, bees all over us again. They're a bit unsettled that we're opening this one up. That's what happened when we did the bee set. Dr. Bandara pauses on this frame. He spots some dead larvae in the little cells. Some do just naturally die, but as he brings the frame closer to the mesh face covering of his bee suit, he tells me he's literally sniffing for trouble. The bacterial infection, American fowl brood, has that name because of the smell when it starts to kill off a brood of baby bees. When the bacteria affect the bees, the broods will die, yeah? So in that case, they will cause a smell, like foul smell. Sometimes there are some dead broods. In here, we can find one in here. So if we found like this kind of situation, then we'll use our test kit. To make sure this larva isn't the beginning of an American fowl brood outbreak, he pulls out the test kit he brought with him. Just to rule it out whether it is American fowl brood. And so this test kit looks a bit like a rapid antigen yes, test yes, for COVID. Yes. So we can take out the dead brood and put it in the vial. So instead of swabbing your throat or your nose, <laughs> you just swab the, the panel and then you put it into the liquid and then I presume you're going to drip that onto like a little cassette. Yes, yes, that's exactly correct. We put it in there for nearly one minute, two minutes, mix with the antigen, then do the test. We have to, once you put it, the lava in here, we have to shake it. Eh? It's a quick and simple process, but you can see how small-scale beekeepers might not have the time to kit up, inspect frames, and run regular tests like this, especially when the bees are this angry. Which is why Dr Bandara and his team of biosecurity officers spend so much time here in the countryside, visiting as many farmers as they can, as often as they can. You can see the results of the kit. Eh? The test is valid, eh? but it is a negative. So there's no sign of American fowl brood here. But there's still another pest that Dr. Bandara's scanning the frames for, Varroa mite. Unfortunately, this new pest spreading through Fiji's hives is incredibly hard to spot because they target the brood or larva deep within hives. By the time keepers notice them on adult bees, it's normally too late. If it is early stage, we cannot see them. If it is a mid-infestation situation, we have to pull out some of the drone cells, then we can see the mites in the drones. Then if it is a severe stage, then we can see the mites are infesting the worker bees as well. 
And so much like the bees are swarming us, the varroa mites swarm the bees, right? Yes. Mites cannot survive without the bees. They attach to the bees and then suck the fat in the bees. Yep, they literally suck bees dry. And by clinging to adult bees, they've got a perfect vector to hitchhike to other hives or to pollen sources or to other insects. While he continues inspecting the frames, Dr Bandara tells me the mite is now widespread in Fiji. But not every hive has been hit yet. And luckily, so far only one species of varroa mite has been found here, varroa jacobsoni. It's not as harmful to Fijian bees as its ominously named cousin, varroa destructor. Even so, he says if these mites spread uncontrolled within a colony, then the whole hive will eventually die out. He doesn't spot any obvious signs of them here, which is a relief for both him and for Foy. But at every visit, Dr Bandara still puts down a preventative treatment called Abistan strips, which slip between frames. With fluvel in it, one of the chemical that can kill varroa mites. These thin strips are laced with a chemical that affects the nervous system of mites, but isn't very toxic to bees. They aren't a perfect solution, but they can kill up to 99% of mites in a hive. And if the mites remain at very low numbers in a colony, then the bees can survive and still produce honey. But Dr Bandara says many farmers in remote parts of Fiji find it hard to keep up with learning about pests or disease warning signs. And it can be both expensive and time-consuming to apply regular treatments like this. Some farmers are well-educated, well-maintained and understand about bees and they have sound knowledge. But some of the other farmers, they got the beehives, but they don't know what to do. Then only they come to agriculture by security to understand the beekeeping system they can adopt in their farms. And what's it like doing this work? I mean, I'm sweating under this bee suit. I'm sure you are too, huh? <laughs> it's a challenging environment, especially for animal pest and disease surveillance. But we are enjoying, we get some stings every day. So it's kind of a challenge as well as the joy. Well, let's uh, move away from these slightly angry bees and get out of these slightly hot suits and <laughs> chat some more. I hope you got a good uh, experience with the bees in Fiji. <laughs> we back away slowly, pack everything up and say our farewells to Foy and his dad's farm. Then we drive back along a bumpy dirt road, past the rows of crops and trees that benefit from the carefully maintained bundle of hives on the farm. Over the past five years, Fiji's bees and beekeepers have had to quickly adapt to survive. So what's it been like for the emerging industry here? And how are the country's beekeepers going, learning to live with such a destructive pest? These are questions that many governments across the Pacific would be asking, from Australia, which has just had its first varroa mite incursion, to the many mite-free Pacific nations that are watching on nervously as it continues to spread. Dr Milan Bandara's experience working in biosecurity is just one perspective. To understand exactly what living with varroa mite is like and what it means for those most affected, I also wanted to meet with the head of the peak body representing beekeepers here in Fiji. Uh, my name is uh, Nilesh Kumar and I'm a bee farmer and bee farming is my passion. I love doing bee farming. I have about 300 hives, and I'm also the president for Fiji Beekeeper Association. Nilesh Kumar lives on the edge of Nandi, but has hives across the country. 
The association he now runs was established to assist beekeepers here, sharing knowledge and expertise, running regular training sessions, and helping beekeepers in Fiji get more products to market. He says it was formed out of necessity because many development organisations encouraged beekeeping in the country, but didn't support ongoing education. A lot of NGOs, they have just got the money and they bought the hives and gave it to the farmers in the village, in the community, and said, this is your 20 hives you have to look after. And there was no training. But over the past few years, the association has had to shift its focus to support beekeepers through a varroa mite outbreak that Nilesh says no one was prepared for. And now it's infected all the hives, nearly all the hives in Fiji. He says it was devastating watching the mites spread so quickly. There was no plan for the mite to be stopped or there was no plan like what type of testing and other things to be done. Although many bee colonies were able to fight off the worst effects of the mite themselves in those early years, Nilesh says quickly hives began to collapse and beekeepers didn't know what to do to help. At the beginning, like, there was only a low count and there was not much difference to the hives and a lot of farmers, like, were not taking any action on that and they thought it's just a normal and the bees are taking care of it. Till last year, a lot of hives have collapsed all of a sudden. What's it been like watching varroa mites spread across hives all over the country? When the farmers lost their hives, it is really sad because they will be losing in terms of the production and also they will be losing the money that they have invested in those hives. And he believes that with earlier detection or better training, planning and support, more could have been done to help beekeepers from losing hives in those first few years. This varroa mite outbreak came at a crucial time for Fiji's emerging honey industry. After decades of small-scale production, Nilesh says the industry was just beginning to take off and find new markets. 10 to 12 years back, we were importing honey, but now we have stopped importing honey and we have got enough honey to support our local market. And also we have got enough to start exporting. Like we have reached our domestic market and now we are increasing the number of farmers. So we have to look for another market to sell the honey and the way is to export it to other countries. Although varroa mite has been a major setback here, he says increasingly Fiji's beekeepers have been banding together to fight back. They've hosted overseas experts and ramped up pest management training programs. And now they're working closely with Dr Bandara and his team to find a way to keep bees healthy and to keep the industry thriving. Before in Fiji, the beekeeping was very easy, but now... We have to change our style of beekeeping. We have to be on our toes and we have to go and do regular visit at least once a month. And it is also an additional burden on the farmer because he has to buy the chemicals and the chemicals are expensive. We love to share the information. And as a situation, like our motto is to help the beekeepers in Fiji. But as this is still new, farmers are still finding it hard but so far, the country's bees and beekeepers have survived this latest threat. And Dr Milan Bandara tells me he's hopeful Fiji's strategy to live with varroa mite, with regular monitoring and treatment like we saw at Foy's farm, will be enough to keep the industry and hives intact. 
It's like maintaining the mite population in a healthy manner. If the mite levels increase above 3%, 4% of the colony, that's where the bees cannot tolerate mite populations. If we do continuous monitoring or continuous treatments, I think we can have a good solution against varroa mite because most of the varroa infected countries, they are surviving with our management methods. But he knows beekeepers are struggling here and need more support. So he's been busy working on other ways to help. He says the first step has been strengthening surveillance at the border to keep even worse threats out of the country, like the other variety of varroa mite causing even bigger problems around the world. We still have to strengthen our border, mainly to prevent other species like varroa destructor to come into Fiji. To catch diseases quickly, he and his team have also been developing a new Sentinel Hive program, along with collaborators in Australia. These hives near airports and harbours will be regularly tested for any new outbreaks. And I hope once we establish that program, it will help us to detect pests and diseases of apiculture industry at the early stage and control those at the border. On top of this, the Biosecurity Authority has also limited the movement of hives and bees within the country to help protect hives like foys that are still unaffected and to protect bee colonies on some of Fiji's outer islands that appear to still be mite-free. Apart from the major two islands, we don't have varroa mite in other small islands. So we are trying to maintain that. And finally, for the first time in decades, Fiji has just recently imported new queen bees into the country to help establish a healthy, more productive and slightly tamer population of honeybees here. We never imported, I think, for the last 20 years. So it causes us kind of inbreeding, reducing the qualities and reducing the production of bees. So introduction of pure genetics can lead to improve the production as well as the behaviour of the bees. Which could make for a faster and more pleasant experience when keepers head out to inspect and treat their hives. Although these bees are still susceptible to the same pests and diseases, Dr Bandara says the combination of better behaviour and better honey production might offset some of the damage caused by varroa mite or American fowl brood. Ultimately, it will help to improve the production of Fijian beekeeping. Being Fiji's recently installed bee biosecurity man has been a complicated, unexpected and busy job for Dr Milan Bandara. But he says he's come to love working with the bees and their keepers, and he's become fiercely loyal and committed to protecting them, even if they don't always appreciate him poking around in their hives. They can sense us, what's our intention, so we have to be very calm and gentle with the bees, because whatever we do with them, they will return back. Dr. Vandara, thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure talking to you and fantastic to go out into the field with you. Thank you for having me for this program. And you'll be pleased to hear Brisbane Biosecurity was quick to confiscate my microphone cover and incinerate it, the price I had to pay after that run-in with Fiji's bees.